Welcome to the Big Picture and the Kingdom Intelligence Report. I'm your host, Larry Raglan, and it is the second Thursday of the month, and you know what that means. It's time for none other than Ricky Scopero, founder and publisher of End Time Headlines. Many of you get all your news from him, but once a month you come here, and we get together, me and him, to talk about what's going on in the world. And that's exactly what we're going to do right now. Let's go. The Kingdom Intelligence Report is on. Ah, yes, it is the Kingdom Intelligence Report, and I'm telling you, if you have not smashed that like button, what in the world are you waiting on? Don't cost you anything. It's free. It's free. All you got to do is just hit it. Just hit it right now. Just go ahead and smash it, smash it, smash it. Subscribe, and whatever you do, make sure that you invite someone to watch this with you live or at the very least the replay. We thank you so much, and we are going to bring in the man, the myth, the legend, and the crowd always goes wild. They love Ricky. Yes. Praise God. Your fans have followed you here. <laughs> Good to be with you, Bishop. <laughs> Welcome, Big Picture family. How you doing? Man, we, we, we are all blessed, and we love you in time, Headline family, ETH fam. Uh, yeah, we, yeah. we love you guys. You guys are awesome, and uh, we appreciate everybody that goes both ways here and just comes over here and checks us out, goes over there and checks Wherever you're at, wherever you're coming from, Make sure you subscribe to the other person's channel and uh, follow everything True. that they're doing. Uh, yep. I tell you what, I thank God for you, Ricky, because without you, uh, many, many people would not really know what's going on in the world. And End Time Headlines, I love the name that God gave you. And all these years later, you're still being faithful in what God has called you to do. And you're opening the eyes of people that would not know what is really going on and you're an inspiration to Sandy and I. We follow everything you do, and we thank God for you. So good to see you again, brother. You too, brother. Well, the net's closing in. Uh, you know, we I don't think we have much much longer on Facebook. We got another flag, and mm -hmm. uh, we're in the red now, and uh, it's amazing. You know, you post something, man, that algorithm's on it. Within five yep. seconds, uh, what was it, two days ago, we posted something. Within five seconds, it was boom. Wow. And uh, now they've restricted us. We can't even stream from Facebook. So that's why, you know, I thank God for platforms like this. And But we don't know how long we got on here either. So, you true, know, we're just true. going and doing what we can do, right? Yeah, that's right. And uh, we just got to keep doing what we're doing. That. And that's why I'm thankful that you uh, were forward-thinking enough to have end-time headlines. And uh, right off the bat, I just want to tell everybody that, you know, a lot of the news that Sandy and I cover, we get right here from endtimeheadlines.org. And you can see uh, just – Every day, the, the news items are updated throughout the day, the breaking news um, from, you know, you, you're going to get information that you're not going to get anywhere else. So we'll have that direct linked in our description down below. And, uh, you know, Ricky, let's just let's get into it tonight, uh, today, tonight, whenever you're watching this. Um, so obviously, in this day and time, we can't come on here being watchmen on the wall, being preachers of the gospel without reminding people that there's a major, major war happening in Israel. Um, and, of course, one of the things that are breaking at the time of this recording is, you know, Hamas, you got this on your website, uh, Hamas military compound found, listen to this, unbelievable, beneath the United Nations agency headquarters in Gaza. Um, so, you know, that's the thing we, we covered the other night, saying that we're talking about that the Israeli government said as of last week, this is shocking, they believe that 80% of the underground tunnels have yet to even be addressed, 80%. And, and the world is saying, you need to stop this now 
but they've only eliminated 20% of terrorist tunnels, and now we're finding them, as you reported, underneath UN headquarters buildings. So what is the latest that you're hearing uh, on the ground there in Israel, um, and what's your gut feeling of where this thing is going? Well, first of all, I don't think the you know, and I know you know this, you're, you know, <clears throat> the big picture is going to know this, ETA is going to know this. We're never going to eradicate Hamas. It's just not going to happen. It's like cockroaches. You know, you, you bomb, you know, you bomb the house, you, you eradicate them. And then six months later, they pop up again. It's like, how, where did this come from? I thought we got yep. rid of them. Yep. And it's, that's just, it's going to be, I mean, this has been going on for thousands of years, ever right. since Ishmael and Isaac, we've had this problem with going on. What, but, but, you know, going back to this report, I find it very suspect that there was a headquarters of all the places that it could be located Come on, deep below the United Nations aid agency. And listen, it's no secret that the UN is a very hostile against yes. Israel. Uh, there, you know, I would dare to say that um, a lot of the, <clears throat> the members are anti-Semitic. Now they'll come, they'll never come out and say that, but through their policies, through their actions, right. through you know what they do and how they react towards Israel. So what I'm hearing is there is a lot of hostility that is brewing and building and forming in Israel. You know, um, it's and it's like this even with uh, what, even with our U.S. government. You you guys know this when. 9-11 first happened. Everybody was behind Bush. Everybody yeah. was on board. Everybody was patriotic. Everybody loved to be an American. But the longer this thing drug out, mm -hmm. come on, somebody, the longer it drug out, mm -hmm. the tables begin to turn. And it always yep. and it always happened internally. And I and <clears throat> you guys know now that all this pressure is coming against Benjamin Netanyahu, even people in his own cabinet. Right. Uh former uh, former officials, people in his cabinet, the government there in Israel, they are they're wanting to they want Netanyahu out. They want a more uh a lot of these they they want a more liberal, mm -hmm. um, left leaning leadership. You know, they it it blows my mind, Larry, that these people think that there's gonna be, you know, it reminds me of the scripture. Yeah. When they say peace and safety, right. they actually think by dropping their weapons and lowering their guard, yeah. that they're going to bring peace. But the prophet tells us when they say peace and safety, then sudden destruction shall come upon them. Well, you remember that old saying, you know, when people tell you who they are, believe them. And, and it's like, you know, the, the Palestinian people have never gr agreed to a two-state solution. They have never said they want one. The only one that ever said that would be the outside forces, the United States, members of the United Nations, people from, from other countries, and even the Israeli government has proposed at times, let's go, let's agree on a two-state solution. No one in, in the Hamas organization, no one ba way back into the PLO organization has ever agreed to a peaceful two-state solution. And it is because they don't want a two-state solution. They want right. a one-state solution, just Palestine. That's it. They they, yep. they they want Jerusalem to be 100% theirs. So this whole pie-in-the-sky thing, two-state solution, we need a ceasefire so we can negotiate a two-state solution, is ridiculous. It's not going to happen. They do not want it. They want to eradicate Israel. And you're exactly right, Ricky. They, there is, we all know, 
that, you know, that's why Netanyahu's trying to finish as much as he can because right. he knows he can't eradicate the core reason for this war. And that's that's where we're going next. And now, from what I'm hearing, Ricky, they are already, they pulled soldiers, they went down there to Gaza, and the commanders begin to pull some soldiers out of the Gaza region and fortifying the northern region and getting ready to go into Syria and Lebanon and uh, and Hezbollah. They're they're preparing in Israel for wars in on on every direction of their country and, in every every front. Yeah, and I said this um, uh, on our Monday's podcast that <clears throat> Syria has now announced that they're ready for war with Israel. And mm. now this is a big one because if you know prophecy, yep. um, you know Damascus, one of the one of the most ancient capitals of any city in the world. And it's yes. never been destroyed. And according to the Bible in Isaiah chapter 17, mm-hmm. it uh, the prophet foresaw a day in the future that, and I'm just going to give you what King James, you know, the King James translation says, that Damascus will become a ruinous heap. Yep. Um, and again, that is not, I mean, obviously that has not been fulfilled in our lifetime. And, you know, I've, I'm sure you've pointed this out as well, brother, but, when you get to the war of Gog, Magog, Ezekiel 38, 39, guess who's missing from that war? Mm. Syria. Mm. They're not mentioned. Now, why Why in the world would Syria not be mentioned when you look at all the other nations yeah. that are involved, including um, some of these that are getting pulled in right now? I don't, I'm sure you saw this, but um, uh, Egypt. Egypt yeah. is warning Israel. Yep. Yep. Saudi Arabia is threatening Israel. <clears throat> And um, so, you know, some of these nations are involved in this, you know, in the Gog-Magog war, but it's always been intriguing. intriguing. It's been a talk of interest among theological circles, uh, you know, those of end-time prophecy of where does does Isaiah 17 come into this? Where does it fit Mm -hmm. in? How does it fit? How is it going to be brought about? How is this going to come to fruition? And we can all, I remember when the Gulf Wars broke out and we went in there after 9-11, there was there was huge interest in this among theological circles because they actually you know they many had believed that uh, many of the WMDs that they said was never in Iraq because mm-hmm. there's you know there was one man I can't remember his name I don't have my notes in front of me but he was a general there a former general of Iraq mm-hmm. I think he's dead now he died of cancer but he did a tell all I don't know if do you remember this hearing this I do he I did do, a, yes. a full confession yeah that now again this is not my opinion. Right. Uh, right. This is not me. I'm just telling you what he said, that all of the weapons of mass destruction that was allegedly in Iraq, that, that of course, the government's always oh, was never there and they lied and all this. Right. But they're saying that because we bought them so much time, sound mm-hmm. familiar? Yeah. That right. they were able to tr- uh, they were able to transport those WMDs. And there's a lot of sp- now, according to this general, they transported them to, of all places, Damascus, Syria, mm-hmm. and these barrels, and they buried, buried these, them. many of these underground, and they're yeah. in places there. So, again, I'm just throwing that out there. You can do yeah. what you want with that, but I think that's interesting. And, and then, yeah, I remember that. And I actually remember when, way back then, when the war was still going on, that there was a few people that were on there that had the guts to say that they felt like they had some intelligence that had been moved to Syria. They were even saying it back then. And when you talk about Damascus being a ruinous heap, and you think about it, if that's true, we're just speculating now, but if that's true, 
if the weapons of mass destruction were moved there and buried, and many of them are maybe still in hiding there, you can see to where if something was bombed and even those things that are underground were to be detonated, it would it would take uh, a maybe even a, a smaller strike could become a quick, massive destruction if there are things buried beneath the ground that are ammunition, major weapons. So you can see how that could escalate, how Damascus could be, right. uh, if that's the case. But it, either way— It could become like a Chernobyl. Yeah, exactly. Right. And it, right. It, it, it absolutely could. And and I think you have a great point there, Ricky, in the fact that, you know, unlike America, is not mentioned in Scripture before America existed and even in the end, other than a couple, maybe some, maybe a couple of veil references to an eagle wings or something, but, yeah. but you know, but Syria is mentioned everywhere. I mean, mm-hmm. Assyria and Syria and Damascus, even in the New Testament, and then for them not to be mentioned in that war is very interesting when you think about it. Something has to happen to Syria yep. uh, because they are a major player in that region, and for them to be gone. So, um, my next question is this. Um, Ricky, what is your opinion uh, before we move off of the Israeli war into other things that are going on around the world? Uh, do you feel like, have you seen news articles? Have you had intelligence? What is going to go, what is going to happen with Iran? Do you think, do you think that Israel will go there and go into Iran? What do you think? That's a tricky question. Now I'm going to be honest. Now I know some people is going to probably, this is going to raise some eyebrows to some, but I remember this discussion. I remember these talking points about Israel threatening to bomb Iran. Now, again, guys, I've been in this thing for doing this for 20, going on 24 years. I remember all the way back in 2011 mm. when, uh, and, and, uh, when Israel made these same threats, they came mm. out. And I mean, we're talking about report after report, article after article, intelligence after intelligence that it was a matter of time, it was inevitable that um, it, uh, that Israel was going to strike Iran and they would not allow them to fully develop nuclear weapons. And yep. then remember, and, and, and my mind, I don't remember when this was. I want to say it was around 2011. It could have been later. Um, maybe you can help me out with this. Do you remember the when Netanyahu went before the UN council meeting or somewhere, it was mm-hmm. one of the meetings oh, and yeah. he had the little graph and he had the, the bomb he drew and he had the yes. red line. Y'all remember that? Yes, I absolutely do. I don't know what year that was, but I know it's been a while. And he, yeah. even then he warned and everybody was on edge mm-hmm. and well, here we are and we're, tw- right. we're in 2024 and we're hearing the same stuff again to me. This has almost become like the boy who cries wolf. Now, again, I'm not speaking derogatory towards Israel, but it's it makes you wonder. You have to wonder, is things as serious as it's being portrayed by certain outlets or whatever? Or, you know, what's going on here? Why are we what is why are we buying, you know, and, and we could come all kinds of speculations. Well, Israel doesn't really want a war and the you know, they they know the outcome of this, but it's it's kind of like this Hamas thing, guys. How you know how many years has Hamas and Hezbollah and mm-hmm. the PLO and all them ha- attacked Israel? I mean, this was like a, this is a daily thing, a weekly yeah, thing. Yeah, absolutely. But but what happened back in October of last year that crossed quote yeah. the red line. Yeah. And people made the assumption. Well, 
Iran has crossed the red line. Israel's not done anything about it. This is, you know, they're not going to do nothing about it, but they did do something about it. Mm -hmm. And finally, Israel stepped up. So I will say this. Let's just say hypothetically here that Netanyahu's time is running out, which it is, and he doesn't have much time left to make these major decisions. This, to answer your question, I think the climate, and the situation is a lot different now versus even a decade ago. And I attribute that. And it's a multi-factor because look who we have in office now with the United States, too. Yeah, oh, Lord. Because you got to think if when Israel goes to, if they do, let's just say they do carry out a strike against Iran, they're going to want to know, does America have our back? Now, in the past, it would be unquestionable to think that America would not have Israel's back. But, yeah. hey. Look at the so I think all this plays a multi-factor. So if Netanyahu is, is being pressured and squeezed to come out of his position to leave his position and, and to step step down, and time is running out, we don't know what's going to happen in November. Uh, you know, it's an yeah. election year, so right. this could play a factor, and we could. Now I want to yeah. ask you a question, brother Larry. Okay. What? Okay. Let's just say hypothetically, in the climate we're in with the Middle East at the boiling point that it's at now, what is going to happen? Big picture audience, what's going to transpire and what's going to happen and what is going to be the repercussions if Israel does carry out a strike against Iran? That's the real question. Yeah. Yeah. And so, so in my opinion is this, and, and I think there's evidence to support this is that when you look at Iran, you have to look at Iran bigger than just Iran. You, it's Iran slash Russia slash China. I mean, they, they are the, if you want to call the modern day axis of evil or whatever you want to call that. Uh, because, you know, in Iran, a lot of people don't realize in, Iran is the number one manufacturer of military drones in the world. And, and the thing about Iran that is confusing to a lot of people is the images that we are given of Iran is this backwards, um, Middle Ages, third world country. Right. That, but listen, they are majorly technologically advanced there. There are scientists, there are uh, physicists there that are not only nuclear experts, but they are military experts. There are many people that have come out and have come out of Iran that have talked about the ability. They have AI technology, they, they're, they have underground bases. Iran hackers. Is, yep. Yeah, major hackers. So that being this, being said, that the number one supplier of military drones in the war in Ukraine to Russia is Iran. Yep. So so it's like there is a an alliance there already between Iran and Russia and Iran and China. So I think that if I, this is this is I hope this is doesn't happen. This is in to me the doomsday scenario. If, I would throw it, North Korea in that mix too. Yeah, yeah exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah. The, the little brother. He's 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 following all of them. You're right, and mm-hmm. exactly. And he, but he's a nuclear w- a weapon here. Okay, he's got nuclear weapons, and he's he's really getting. He's doing things to uh, to intimidate South Korea. He's declared South Korea just recently doesn't exist anymore in his mind. He is going to unify under North Korean control the entire peninsula of Korea. So you have all that going on. Which, by the way, right. none of that happened when Trump was president. Just saying, but okay. But here's the thing. If they do something to Iran, and I'm with you, I think that's the last result that Israel wants. 
because they know if they do that they don't, they're not just attacking Iran. They're attacking that axis that I was talking about. Then you have America. How is America going to defend Israel? Is all those ships that we have in the Red Sea and the, out, out in the, the ocean there that we've moved all these military assets over there to so-called intimidate, are we going to use them against Iran, which, of course, then escalates World War III? Mm, exactly. So I, to answer your question, I believe that it's eventually going to happen because in order for there to be a global war that is centered and eventually we have a peacekeeper that has to come on the scene to bring safety and peace to the world, the Antichrist that we know. I believe Israel has to go there, and, and these other. if they don't, then I believe Iran will uh, formally attack Israel because it's got to come to a head at some point. Uh, now, the, the big monkey wrench in all of this is the election. If Donald Trump wins again— Uh, We know that he is a staunch supporter of Israel. He was the first one that didn't just talk. He moved the embassy. Uh, Mm -hmm. I've seen the embassy, drove up there and saw it myself. But he's also a staunch keep me out of the wars as well. He don't want to be in any kind of wars. He don't want to be in any kind of conflicts. He wants to be America first. So that's a big question here. What would Trump really do if he was president? And this is escalating. Would he send military back up there and put American soldiers in harm's way? Or would he say, look, we'll send you some money, but we're not involved. So long answer to your question, but yeah. I, I believe it's coming. I, I believe that escalation, I don't believe it's going to wind down in our lifetime now. I believe it's no. at a fever and only the only fever in Middle East now is going up. I don't believe it's coming back down again. Well, when a woman is about to, when a woman is in travail about to give birth, the, yeah. the, the, the birth pangs don't reverse. Exactly. It's a good point. They, yes. There's 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 uh there's false birth pains. The what is it called Braxton Hicks? Yes. They're uh false con they're false uh uh conception or the contractions. Uh, contractions, that's the word I was looking for. So, you know, we could you know, it's 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 interesting to me. So yeah, I definitely agree with that. Where it's only gonna intensify and increase yeah. uh in intensity. Yep, these are the beginning of the birth pains. Um, so speaking of that, in Matthew 24, when he talks about wars and rumors of wars, he also talks about earthquakes in diverse places. And that's in the natural. And then we know in the spiritual, Hebrews chapter 12, one of my favorite passages in all the Word of God at the end, yet once more, will I shake not only heaven but the earth also, and everything that can be shaken will be shaken until that mm-hmm. which cannot be shaken remains. Well, we know that's a spiritual shaking, but the physical is always first. He brings the natural, then the spiritual. He takes the natural to teach us the spiritual. So when you see the uptick of earthquakes like we're seeing now in the natural, these are very real things that need to be addressed in the natural realm, but they're not just signs of the end times. They're also signs of coming spiritual earthquakes as well because the natural happens first. So let me just throw this up here just so people can have a reference point, and then we'll comment on it. This is from your website, In Time Headlines. California and Nevada have been rocked by nearly 1,000 earthquakes in seven days. Unbelievable. In fact, wasn't it like, uh, I forgot how many, in 20, there it is, in 25 minutes, uh, California, 13 significant mm-hmm. earthquakes, one measuring 4.8, shook the state in a span of 25 minutes. Is is this? Are we just? Are we just sort of? Am I making this bigger than what it really is, or is this sort of unprecedented? 
Um, it depends on who you talk to. Now, okay. the skeptics who live in California will say this is normal. Okay. But then I've talked to residents that because li- we have partners from California. I know it's hard to believe, right? That they love Bible <laughs> oh, prophecy, yeah, but yeah. there's a remnant, exactly. guys. There's you a remnant everywhere. Believe it. Yes, we love. But California. they will tell you it's not normal. Now, here's the thing that you got to know is now we we talked about this. Uh, when was this last week? There was a report where there is. There is some seismologist who's been in this thing. They're seasoned in this, uh, and they've done this. You know, uh, they have a, a under their belt. They've got a lot of, uh, uh, you know, history and and study on this. Some of them are concerned because you guys remember all of the rain that just mm-hmm. hit California yes. and yes. Beverly Hills and Los Angeles and all right. that. Well, did you know that there has been times in history? Yes. Where there has been massive earthquakes. Wait, now the Bible would call them, uh, there would be, the Bible calls, it uses the term great earthquakes in Greek, mm. and the word great is megos, where we get the term mega quakes. Mm. In history, in the past, there has been large earthquakes that have been consequently connected, or they came shortly after there was large deluge and yes. large amounts of rainfall that came. And what happens is mm. that the, 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 the massive amounts of, um, of, of water would set on and rest on these yeah. Uh, yeah. seismic the, zones, these fault lines, and it would, and it would cause pressure. The plates, the plates, yes, right? that's it. So, Tectonic so plates. So the weight of the water yes. presses on the plates. Plates, yep. And and in the past, it would cause the the, the plate to shift, hmm. or it would it would just trigger these earthquakes. Now, to give you a little bit of a uh, understanding of this, uh, in two thousand and four, I'm going to bring you way back here. Two thousand and four, there was uh, what was called the Boxing Day. Uh, uh, tsunami, earthquake and tsunami in Sumatra and um, and Indonesia. Mm-hmm. And remember that? That struck, yes. I think it was on Christmas, Christmas Day. E- Christmas Day. Or yeah. Christmas Eve or Christmas, Christmas e- Day. I think it was Christmas Eve, yes. Yeah. Horrible. And, and what that was was a shifting of the plates. Mm-hmm. And the force of that was equivalent to like so many Hir- a bomb, a Hiroshima bombs being yes. dropped. It the, the tsunami that was generated from that uh, went even th- over 3,000 miles away, and it killed over 200,000 people. Wow. And some experts said that the entire earth shook from that. Yeah, I even read, I remember reading that, that they believe the axis tilted, shifted, literally tilted a little bit from that one shifting of, of plates. That's incredible. Well, what's incredible about that is I can pull up, I won't do it for sake of time, but I can pull up some books now we wouldn't consider these canon of scripture but we can pull up books of jewish history and in some of these books it talks about um that in noah's day before the flood the uh, i almost said the bible i I want to correct myself that those writings say that the earth was tilted Mm. on its axis now why is that significant because solomon said in ecclesiastes that which was is that which shall be, and there's no new thing, no new thing under yes. the sun. So 
and you know there's warnings, and I know you know this, that they're talking about that the, the, the poles are shifting again. Right, right, yes. And the poles are shifting again, mm-hmm. and then we're, we're coming into a solar maximum mm-hmm. um, where we're still in that time frame where the sun can produce these dangerous CMEs, that's coronal mass ejections, these yes. massive solar flares, and there is a – you can go do the research – and there's a direct connection with these solar flares and geomagnetic storms and them causing and producing earthquakes. They're, they're, they, they're, they directly can be involved in that. So we, guys, we're in a, mm. uh, a concoction yeah. of the perfect storm, literally unfolding yeah. before eyes. Yeah, absolutely. Perfect. <laughs> That's a great way. Solar storms, actual storms. And, and, and then you, you talk about Noah. I mean, think about it. That's that's the only one that Jesus used to describe the end times, as in the days of Noah. So, and Lot, so, yep, and yep. Lot, and Lot, yes. Uh, and so, when you when you look at that, what what do they both have in common? You got fiery uh, sulfur balls coming out of heaven, which is sort of like a volcano, even though I know it doesn't have to be a volcano, but it reminds you what comes out of a volcano, which is tied to the Teuton- uh, the platonic, uh, what do you call it, plates, uh, tectonic yep. plates. I start to say platonic, <laughs> tectonic plates. Uh, and and you, then, you, then you're talking about in some of these other ancient writings that there's a belief that when the Bible talks about the fountains of the deep opened up, Maybe mm-hmm. even some of these plates were holding back some of the water that was beneath that when that shifted and the earth tilted and earthquakes happened that something had to happen. Can you imagine? There was, it wasn't quiet and it, it, for, for the earth to open up and water to come up out of the earth and then the firmament to rest uh, explode above the top. That was loud and that was, that was a lot of movement that was going on. And Jesus let, let me said— get, yeah. Let me say this real quick. This will blow you away if, you, if you've never said— So we know that there is— uh, the, the the Bible said that there was fountains of the deep. Uh, now scientists never confirm that for thousands of years later, and then they confirm, oh, th- there is fountains in the deep because mm. remember they burst open. Yep. I also believe. Now I don't know which we've never discussed this off air, but I also believe that the entire world, and I'm not alone on this, by the way, the entire world used to be one continent, mm-hmm. and then when this the flood of Noah happened and the fountains of the deep burst forth. It broke apart the continents and we get what we got today. Well, now here's it, another. Does the Bible talk about that in the days of uh, Pele, the earth was I was divided. getting ready to pull. That's yeah, where okay. I, you, you got me. Yep. Okay. Genesis 10. Oh, that's where I was going. Sorry. And it sorry. says to, <laughs> no, you're good. We're on the same vein, brother. To Eber were born two sons. The name of one was Pele. He just said it. Bishop said it. And it, and his name actually means divided. And it actually says, for in his days, the earth was divided, not the people. Yeah. Come on. It says the earth, that the earth itself was divided. Yeah. So the writer tells you here that, um, that, you know, he, he confirms what, you know, what we've, what we've now know and what, again, scientists and science is slowly catching up with the Bible. Yeah. I've always said that, you know, the Bible's always had it right. And then yep. eventually you know, science yep. comes along and they're like, oh, well, what do you know? There was fountains of the deep yep. uh, and they were there all along. And, and you oh, it's, know, it's interesting. The old saying I used to hear my grandmother, my mother say it too. You know, you've heard it. The more things change, the more they stay the same and all things come back around. And it's like there's the Bible is full of patterns and sequences, patterns and sequences. God is a God of patterns, numbers and sequences. 
And, and you know, as you pointed out a while ago, Solomon said there's nothing new under the sun. We're not facing a new devil. We're not facing new demons. He's the same demons. It's the same devil. Uh, and, and Jesus, I, I love, love, love the fact that Jesus didn't uh, make it difficult for us to understand the end times by saying, here's how it's going to be in the end times. You're going to see things in the natural that you can't explain or that's never happened before, and you have no reference point on it. And then that's when you're going to know the end times has come. No, he says, I'm going to take you to some very familiar stories. Noah, Lot. I'm going to, he starts talking about all these people. He goes, study them. And when you study them, when you study Noah, go back to Genesis 6 and all the way through the, the instance, but especially Genesis 6, and study it. Break it down. Get into the meat of it. And when you understand the conditions of the world and what happened as a result of the conditions of the world, then open your eyes and look around because that's the way it's going to be in the end times. Right. And some of the listeners may be listening and say, well, you know, that's all swell and good, but didn't God put a, a bow in the heavens and say, and tell us and make a covenant and say that he'll never destroy the earth with the flood again. So how's this relevant? Here's how it's relevant because just as there was, Oh, come on, get this big picture. Mm. This is, there was massive earthquakes Yep. in the days of Noah it will be in the time of the return of the Son of Man. A, Matthew 24 says this. Luke 21 says this. Mark 13 says this. And Isaiah 24 says the earth shall reel to and fro like a drunkard yep. and shall totter like a hut. Why? Because of its transgressions that mm -hmm. shall be heavy upon it. It will fall. What shall fall? Earth. Mm. And it will not rise again. So there's again... We use this term called renovation. Peter says yep. that there won't be a flood again. God right. ain't going to lie. He's yeah, not going to break right. his that's covenant. Right. But the renovation coming will be by fire. But again, when you pull out what Isaiah says, even John says in the book of Revelation, every mountain shall be moved out of its place. Ezekiel mm -hmm. the prophet says Come on. in Ezekiel 38, 39, it talks about uh, the, there will be a great earthquake that the entire earth itself, its creation, the animals, and, and the beasts of the field will shake in his presence, and it Say will that. cause mountains to fall into the sea. So that's future tense, guys. That is not, that's not present, or uh, that's not um, past tense. That's future. That hasn't happened yet. My God, listen, if you have not smashed that like button, what is wrong with you? This is good stuff, man. You you don't get this everywhere. We we breaking it down, man. This is steak. This is meat of the word right here. And it don't cost I'm you anything. It don't take you but a second. Smash it, smash it, smash that like button. Hit subscribe, whatever channel you're watching it on, hit subscribe. And uh if you big picture, if you if you, go ahead, sir. No, I'll just say, man, we flipped this steak. I mean, how many times we flipped this steak? Twenty four times, yes, in, sir. In, in thirty minutes. I mean, yeah. it's done. Hey, hey, hey I, <laughs> I, I, I don't, I don't like my steaks well done, but this is well done. Yes, sir. <laughs> uh, li listen, if you, if you, if you're brand new to the big picture, we want to say welcome, welcome, welcome to you. We want to remind you that every Thursday night, look at this lineup. Every Thursday night at seven o'clock. Right here, Central Time, we have Paul Begley, first Thursday, second Thursday, which is tonight, Ricky Scaparo, third Thursday, the I say the national treasure, the legend himself, Stan Deo, and then number four, one of the greatest Bible teachers that's ever walked this earth, uh, and prophecy end time teacher, Pastor Mark Carell, is with us. So, so yeah, so join us each and every Thursday night at 7 o'clock. We'd love to have you. Uh, so one more thing I want to do uh, is I want to I sort of transition 
to this news article and spend some time talking about it because I believe this plays into prophecy just as much as anything else we've talked about. Uh, this week, the Apple Vision Pro, uh, the last couple of weeks, came out. It's $3,500. It's crazy. But there, there are already reports now saying that Apple Vision Pro may rewire our brains in unexpected ways. It says uh, the re- user in, people are just lauding its success. Uh, still, there is a new gadget in the frontier, the Vision Pro. You know, you've seen it, probably many of you have seen it debuted or saw the Super Bowl commercials or whatever, where your, your whole world becomes a screen. But one of the things that this article that you have on End Time Headlines here is talking about is it's it's having something already happening that was an unexpected quickly an unexpected thing it's you know our brains we we like if we look at a door and we I'm looking at a door right now in in my studio well our brains have always seen a door and we know what a door looks like so we have a perception that where I'm sitting in relation to that door I mean, I don't have a problem getting up and walking to that door and putting my hand out when I realize I'm close to that door. But if I'm, if this room is a virtual room or, or, or I've got something superimposed over and I've got those goggles on and I'm looking through them as well and seeing my room while I'm using my hands to do all this kind of stuff, it's already messing with people's perception of the real world. And I believe, Ricky, that is an absolute intended thing. This is a part of causing this dystopian world where World Economic Forum, all this kind of stuff, you'll own nothing and be happy, is bringing us to a place where everything is digitized. They have control over your lives, your money, everything, and you don't need you don't need a big house anymore. You don't need a car to go anymore anymore. This, I believe, Apple Vision Pro is the next step of a fast-moving evolution, training an entire society to go into that virtual world and be happy because everything they ever wanted in their life, they can have it. But now what's happening is you take them off and it's having an unintended or maybe intended consequence of the actual brain to where it's messing with people's perception when they try to grab that doorknob. It's not where they always knew it would be because they are, now they're seeing it through a screen instead of in reality. Well, first of all, let me get my tin foil out because I'm going to go there. Come, come on, on, get yours out on. too. You want to go uh-oh, there with me? Oh, we, we go. uh, <laughs> let's put it on tight. Put it on tight. Here we go. Put it on. Wow, he's really got tin foil. I've really got one, brother. <laughs> <laughs> all right, keep it on because here we go. Ready? We're going to go back to the predictive programming. We've you and I have talked about this, <laughs> right? There's two movies I think of. One is a Christian movie. One is not. Yep. Okay. One was a movie that had Bruce Willis in it. It was called Mm. Surrogates. Have you seen it? I have. It's been a while, but yes. So everybody, all of civilization had a surrogate. Mm -hmm. You, You go into this pod in your room, in your bedroom or whatever, and you put on the goggles. Yep. And you have a surrogate. And you can live your best life. Mm, come on. You, the, you can live the life you always wanted right in the comfort of your living room or your bedroom in your pod while you've got the headset on. Your surrogate is walking around in this, going to work for you, doing all your tasks, going to the clubs, going to the bars, doing you could. 
I'm telling you, you could do whatever you want in your surrogate, all in the comfort of your home. Now watch this. Your physical body, your brain, cannot discern the difference between mm. reality and virtual reality. Because when you put them goggles on, and even though you're in an empty room and things are coming at you, your your body is responding the same way in the fight or flight syndrome, what all, all the endorphins have been released, because it doesn't discern reality versus not. You have to keep constantly telling yourself, this is not real, this is not real. But did you know your brain, your your stress hormones, the cortisol that's released in your body, yes. all that, because your body doesn't recognize the difference. Duh, this is why. No wonder mm. your body's having these effects and your there's neurological side effects. Now, here's a second movie. Now, this one, may if y'all remember the old Christian movies. Now, listen, don't get mad at me, but a lot of them were corny. I'm just saying. A lot of the, the end-time Revelation movies, a lot of yeah. them were very cheesy and corny. But there was one movie called Tribulation. Have you seen it? Yes. It has, it has Howie Mandel, and it's got Gary Busey in it. Yes, I remember. And it's based on the apocalypse, based on Revelation, based on the mark of the beast. Now, you think about this. I don't know when the release on that was. I don't have it pulled up, but I, I believe it was released in the early 90s. That movie was released in the early 90s, I believe. Um, and this was when virtual reality was not a big thing like it is now. It was not. And in that movie... There is a hypothesis of the mark of the beast will be played out through virtual reality goggles. In the movie, they, the Antichrist was causing people to put on these VR sets. And when they put these VR sets on, he would, he would actually appear to them yeah. in, in that virtual reality realm. And he would persuade them to take the mark of the beast while they had the goggles on. Now, here's the thing. If they took the mark of the beast while they had the goggles on, they were dead. Mm. They actually died. Wow. Uh, or no, I'm sorry. Let me back up. If they took the mark of the beast while, with the goggles on, they could take the goggles off. And now they've sworn their allegiance to the Antichrist. But if they refused to take the mark of the beast while the goggles were on, they would be killed in with the virtue of the... Uh, yeah, there it is. With the goggles on, they would be killed, and they would literally die while while they've got the goggles on their Think face. Think about it. Now, now we would laugh at that at one time. Yeah. But now with all this coming out, I'm like, whoa. Yep. Again, predictive programming. Yes. It's interesting, man. Like you know, I don't know if God had a hand in that, or you know, or Satan had a hand in. It. All I know, we know that there's powers, principalities. Forces of good, forces of evil. But if we're if we're discerning, we're in tune with the Holy Spirit and paying attention. I'm telling you, God is speaking. The kingdom yes. of hell is always giving itself away. We just yeah. have to be in tune and be heavenly yeah. minded and see these things. And you know, we you go down that rabbit hole with the Illuminati and the cabals and all this kind of stuff. One one of the things that they'll say is it's it's this this unspoken rule is that. They tell you what they're going to do. They have to tell you what they're going to do before they do it. But the more I get into it, and I, I don't doubt that that's real. I don't doubt that they are so full of themselves that they're just beginning to roll this stuff out and telling you, hey, we're going to make fun of this, make light of it, but you're actually going to live this. And and that is uh, what we're talking about here. But I also feel like, and you just said it, and it just sort of triggered something in me, in God's infinite wisdom, 
Uh, you know, he's good. He's absolutely good. But sometimes the devil's so stupid, he don't even realize he's being used by God. And, right. and it's and it's almost like, you know, it does give those that are watchmen, those that are awake in the remnant. Now we're beginning to see this pattern of predictive programming. And it's almost like we're going back now and we're not, not putting all our faith in that, we're putting our faith in the Word of God. But we're, we've seen so many of those events in these movies and shows happen in real life that now we, we're almost getting wisdom to go back and just sort of look at some of these to maybe even give us an idea of what's really coming uh, and mm-hmm. what's really about to happen. One of the things that I think that is going to really escalate in this year, 24 and beyond in the next few years, but really especially this year, is I really think that you're going to begin to see a huge escalation in people talking not only about AI, robots, and all this kind of stuff, but also UFOs and all this. Uh, and, you know, the government's going to come out and start saying, you know, hey, you know, yes, like just like David Grush when he came out and all the stuff he supposedly has seen and people that he know has seen. But I don't know if you saw that commercial. I did not watch the Super Bowl. I had no, I had no desire to watch it, uh, and I, I've just really only seen a couple of the commercials. But did you see the commercial about Squarespace uh, websites where they it was the aliens that nobody saw the aliens? I didn't uh, see that it's either. Very, very. Interesting. I did watch the Super Bowl, but I don't remember that commercial. Okay, so so I'll send it to you afterwards or look it up. But uh, and I don't want to play it now because when me and Sandy played it, we got a we got a copyright strike on it, so I'm not going to play it. Yeah. But but uh, but the premise of it is is every the aliens are invading. Okay, and it's supposed to be a funny little commercial. They're coming in with the saucers, and they show New York City. They show all these different places around the world, and nobody notices them. They're because they're all looking at their phone. They're all just the way, the way our world is. The aliens are above them. They're zooming down. There's even one scene where they're in this high-rise office building, and they're having a board meeting in this boardroom. There's glass windows there, and the aliens are on the outside of the window, and they don't even notice them because they're in front of their screens, and the aliens are tapping on the windows like, look at us, look at us, and, and, no, and nobody, nobody sees them. And then they, the head alien up at the mothership realizes they're all looking at screens, Get this now. This is a funny little 30-second commercial. You can see the light bulb going off in the little green man. He goes, if I'm going to really scare them or let them know that I'm here and I get my attention, I've got to hack these screens. So from his UFO, he hacks every phone, every screen, every television, every computer, and all of a sudden his face is here and says, we're here and when he says that, everybody looks up, and it shows the wow. whole world, thousands of people, different cities all over the world looking up in unison. And then Martin Scorsese, the producer, he produced this commercial, and, and he, he, he's in his limo, and it happens to his iPad. He rolls down his window, sticks his head out the limo, and looks up and makes a little funny line at the end. And then the final status is, Nobody believes it until a website is in place to show them. And it says Squarespace. Squarespace. We, so nobody's going to buy into your product until you have a good website. Let us help you. So when I saw that, I thought that mm. was funny. That was cute. But there was something to that because they, that's our world now. Everybody's in a screen. Everybody's, nobody's paying attention. Now you got the Vision Pro. Everybody's there. What if all of a sudden the government – some technology, whatever, demons get into there and hack those things. 
And all of a sudden, because what, what do people say, Ricky? It, we don't believe it's real unless somebody's got a video to show it. So, so now we have AI. Now we have deep fakes and all of this. You could deep fake an alien so easy and, and, just, and just get right in there and say, we're, come, we're taking over your screens to tell you there is no such thing as God. There mm-hmm. is no creation. We come to tell you we can stop all the wars we can stop. We've got an answer for cancer. We've got an answer for all these diseases. But you're going to have to listen to us, what we're telling you to do, because we're the ones that put you here. I believe that's where it's going. Let me throw this out there. And I believe even the Lord warned us about this. Did you know there's two places in the Bible, Luke 21, 28, and also in the book of John, two places Jesus told us to look up and lift up your heads. Mm, One on. is in, in the signs of the coming of the Lord. He said, when you begin to see all these things coming to pass, look up. It's interesting. Why is he saying, look up, mm. lift up your heads for your redemption is drawn near. Then he goes over to the book of John and he says, lift up your eyes mm. for the harvest is plenty. The, the, wow. the fields are even ripe, even as we speak. So notice two occasions that Jesus is saying, you need to, you need to lift up your head, lift up your eyes and look up. And it's one is in the signs of the coming of the Lord. And two, when it comes to come on preaching and teaching and spreading the gospel and reaching souls, come on. I I don't want to be guilty guys of being a slave to technology where my head is always buried down and I'm missing the signs of the coming of the Lord and I'm missing the harvest that is plentiful. Think about it. Yes. Oh, wow. I, I, w- I want to show everybody real quick, and then I'm going to turn you loose uh, to really share your heart. If you have never been to our website, you'd like to go to our website, it's just LarryRaglan.tv or LarryRaglan.com. Either one, take it to the same place. You can see we have uh, an archive of all our previous shows. You can become a partner with our ministry, a one-time gift, you, our address. All of this is in the description below as well. Uh, you can send a gift in, make a one-time gift online. You can become a monthly partner uh, as well, you can read or watch our submissions to the Epic Times. We're now contributors there. Watch our television show, first season, and uh, you can get a copy of our book. So many other things that are there. Uh, LarryRaglan.com, LarryRaglan.tv, and uh, shoot us an email. Connect with us on Facebook and all the other social media links. Let us know what you think about the show. Uh, Ricky, what I want to do now is I want to take just about the next five minutes, if you can, five to six minutes, Look into this camera and just really speak to this moment because, you know, there's a lot of things that we've covered, a lot of things you cover on your show, we cover on our show, and it's if somebody doesn't really know, uh, have a relationship with God, it's scare them to death. I mean, it's just a, it's a, it's a fearful time to be alive, especially when you start talking about what is coming, not just what's happening now. So how can we have hope? Who can we have hope in? And how do we, let's just be real, how do we, how do we achieve that hope and how do we accept God to come into our life. So whatever put God puts on your heart, just look at that camera and speak from your heart, brother. Well, I'm going to say this, uh, you know, uh, pastor talked about what he perceives that's coming in 2024. One thing that I am seeing and I'm seeing it now, and I believe it's only going to get worse is I believe that the, the time and the opportunity that voices of the watchmen that we have, if, if you love Bishop's, you know, his, his message, his voice, his mission, his, his, uh, ministry. You love end time headlines. You love brother Ricky. We're just, you know, we're a few watchmen out of many out there. The net is closing in guys. There is not much time left. 
Um, you need to get familiar with how to connect with, you know, these ministries, because I believe I'm telling you, the voices are being snuffed out of these major social media giant tech, uh, these uh, platforms, yes. the, you know, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all these, they're closing the net. So time is running out of essence for us to be able to get the word out. And, and this is why you're going to, you've got to get familiar where to find us. Cause one day you may go on Facebook and you're like, well, where's brother Larry at? I can't find mm-hmm. him. Well, you need to know. Okay, well, you know what? Brother Larry's warned us about this. He said there would be a day come when we take it down. We need to know where to find him. So you need to know this. Listen to what we're saying. Listen to you know, where we're telling you to go to find us. Okay, that, that's one part. Second part, if you're watching, you're listening. You're listening by Apple, by Spotify. You're listening by Rumble. You're listening here by YouTube, whatever. However you stumbled in this, maybe you're not even a believer. Somebody invited you in. Somebody said, hey, watch this. Listen what they're saying. The times of the end are here. You say, well, I don't really know about this God thing. I don't know much about this. Listen, don't overcomplicate this, friend. You know, you listen, if you you did not believe in God, chances are you probably wouldn't even have tuned in to begin with. So, you know, deep down inside, you know that there is a God. You know that uh, you can feel his presence. You can feel the Holy Spirit wooing you and drawing you. And we overcomplicate this thing. The Bible tells us that that if we will simply just repent, repent of what, you know, of doing things our own way. The Bible says there's a way that seems right unto man. Right. Proverbs says, but in the end, it leads to death. We, God has given us the instruction book right here, the Bible. And he's told us that if we believe in him, put our faith in him, believe in our heart that Jesus Christ died and rose again and confess with our mouth that he is Lord and mean this and believe this from our heart, then the Bible says we shall be saved. So I want to invite you right now, wherever you're watching, wherever you listen, if you know, if you don't know the Lord, you're away from the Lord, you're backslid, whatever the case would be, you're lukewarm. You know that we don't have to, we don't have to draw it out and, and, and do this. You know this. The Holy Spirit is already, uh, convicting you. So we want to give you that opportunity. Won't you pray with this right now? Say, Heavenly Father, I thank you for this word today. Lord Jesus, I acknowledge that I either I am away from you, I don't know you, or I'm backslid. I, I'm in a lukewarm state. I'm, my heart is far from you. I'm not where I used to be. But Father, I repent today. Lord Jesus, I repent of my sins, and I put my faith and my trust solely in you. And I pray that you would give me the opportunity to serve you all the days of my life. Give me the strength. Give me the faith. Give me the grace and the mercy and help me to, to and lead me in the steps in the direction in which I need to go. Thank you for directing me to a Bible believing, doctrinally sound, yes. spirit filled family of God, whether it's a local church, whether it's an online family, whether that whatever whatever that gathering that family looks like to encourage me and strengthen me. I thank you for that. I thank you for the family of God. And Lord, I pray this today in Jesus' name. Come on, and all God's people said amen and amen. amen. We welcome you to the family. Hallelujah. And heaven is rejoicing. Yes, all of heaven. Mm, 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 mm. Thank you, Ricky, for that word. Man, our time always goes so fast, man, when we get together. It's just like we're just connected in the spirit, brother. I I thank God for our friendship and our relationship and everything that you're doing and I want to one more time just remind everybody, all you have to do to know exactly what to connect with Ricky, learn more about how to download the the app and everything that they offer is just go to endtimeheadlines.org, and uh, you can see all the different news articles that are there, uh, and you can get 
information on how to listen to his podcast, how to download everything that he's got going on. Ricky, thank you again for being a part of the Kingdom Intelligence Report. We love you, brother, and we'll see you again next week. Yes, sir. Love you, brother. We'll talk to you soon. All right. God bless. To the Big Picture family, we want to say thank you. Uh, You could have been anywhere tonight, but you chose to be here tonight, and we thank you for that. If you don't already, if you're new to our channel and you didn't know, every Monday night, Sandy and I do, my wife and I do a two-hour live breaking news program, 7 p.m. Central Time. And I'm telling you right now, it is growing by leaps and bounds. We're so thankful for that. And if you want an in-depth, verse-by-verse, deep study of the Bible, we do a Bible study every Wednesday night at 7 p.m., and it is growing as well, and we invite everyone to be a part of that. And finally, if you do not follow us on Rumble yet, go to rumble.com slash Larry Raglan. We are building a free speech platform there, as Ricky talked about. Who knows how long we'll be on all these platforms, in Rumble included, but Rumble will probably be the last one standing of all of them. So rumble.com slash Larry Raglan. And, of course, you can always go to our website, LarryRagland.tv. Thank you so much for being a part of the big picture tonight. And we want to always remind you, no matter what night of the week or breaking news throughout the day, on the big picture, we ain't woke, but we are certainly awake. See you next time. God bless.